it's, it's an, actually an online file uh, management system, so it's cloud-based, and we start with a standard outline, due diligence outline. The size of that due diligence list depends on the size of the company. You know, some companies, you know, if a company is 10, 15, 20 million dollars in gross revenue, then we'll probably have a, a due diligence item list that'll have 120 to 150 items that'll be requested. And due diligence lists, as you know, are items that the buyer or the lender is going to require to, to review and be provided as a condition of the sale. And so it's important to ensure we have those documents readily available, they're updated, and they're refined. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always by my co-host, Doug Hubler, president of Apex El Presidente. How are you today? Oh, thank you for that. And I asked you how you were doing. I, I feel great today, thanks. We have a guest today, and I am going to shoot it right over to you because I am woefully lagging in our get department. This is your get. Mm, yeah. You got us another guest. Right. So I'm going to let you take it away and introduce him and our okay. topic today. All right. Well, this is a guy that I've worked with for years. We've collaborated on deals, and he's a good friend of mine. This is Dan Loyacano with DLA Associates. Dan, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Doug. Dan, we appreciate you coming on. And first question, did Doug pronounce your name correctly? He sure did. We are off to to a great start. So Dan is going to join us today because I kind of wanted to take a deeper dive into prepping your business for sale, specifically prepping for that due diligence that you will inevitably be faced with. So Dan, give us just a little background on your company and kind of what you guys do. Well, DLA Companies has been in in business for about 12 years, and it was formed originally out of a passion to help business owners prepare for a transaction. Doug and I actually originally met when I was doing business transactions and in the course of doing a a number of transactions there were trends and patterns that seemed to be coming up that I felt could be avoided with some preparation. Oftentimes business owners, I saw business owners go to the closing process not fully prepared. There were surprises that were coming up during a due diligence process that if uncovered earlier and given an opportunity to work on or correct those issues, the business would have been worth more or you know, the transaction that, that may have otherwise tanked would have uh, succeeded with a little bit of preparation. And so I started DLA with that passion to try to help businesses prepare for a transaction in advance. How long does it take for the process to go start to finish? Well, that can, that can depend on the type of business, the expectations of the business owner, and the market conditions at the, at the time. So there's a lot of variables that go into play in terms of the timing. But ideally, a business owner would, have, uh, would be preparing 18 months if not more, in advance of the transaction. What we start with is a understanding of value. 
we try to introduce the business owner to the principles or the concepts of valuation, what drives value for their business, and what kind of things discount the value. So we help them understand how value is determined and give them an idea of the range of value for their business. Once we do that, we work with their CPA and financial advisor to try to understand what the after-tax proceeds would be based on certain valuation ranges. And then we work with those advisors to develop strategies to help maximize the after-tax proceeds. So there could be some things in advance that can be done that can impact the tax implications on a transaction. And so we work with the CPA or the financial advisor and educate the business owner on what various transaction values would would mean in terms of after-tax proceeds and ensure you know that's going to satisfy their financial goals after the transaction after the assessment there's probably some consulting some identification of things that people can fix in their business what are some of those things that you typically see that land a consulting engagement some of the things that are typical either value drivers or discount factors that can have a leveraged effect on value are information clarity, you know, the information accuracy. So that's, that's one of the things that we see is either incomplete information, financial uh, records, or inconsistent financial records. So we begin with reviewing the financials, understanding the balance sheets, and seeing if there are any abnormalities or or things that seem to be unusual. We compare their financial performance to industry norms, and if we see perhaps inventory levels that are higher than the industry norm, we'll make those observations and recommendations on possibly either reducing the inventory or digging into the inventory, understanding whether there's some obsolete inventory. So information accuracy, inventory processes, process documentation uh, is another area that some businesses are operate on a just casual information and the processes aren't clearly documented. So we try to help understand the processes and document those processes so that they're transferable to another potential owner. Are you doing any process improvement or anything like that? As you can imagine, you know, I've, I've been involved in hundreds of transactions and so there's lots of uh, lessons learned from each one of those transactions and we bring that knowledge into the relationship and make make recommendations and observations for potential improvements along the way yes this sounds super easy right (laughs) i mean the, the way you talk about it is so easy easy flow i know it can't be that way i mean i i know you've got to come up against some things that probably some roadblocks attitudes coming in you're the outsider yeah i heard about this guy and i'm going to talk to him but you know getting somebody to change their processes or identifying these issues and this guy this city slickers coming in and telling me how to do my business you know how how easy or how hard is that to do most of our business actually all of our business is referrals so what we find is if we have introduction to a business owner from an attorney or from a CPA or another trusted advisor 
then those advisors, you know, they have credibility with the business owner, and if they're reinforcing that our services would, would bring value, then we usually, owners are, are usually receptive. In terms of change management, implementing the, the recommended changes, we work with the leadership team as coach in a, in a coach-like manner and help them adopt the changes. Do the leadership team that you work with, do they know the businesses being prepped for sale? Usually we go into an engagement with a process, with an improvement. You know, we want to improve the value. We want to improve something. So we're usually operational improvement consultants. Each one of our engagements is not necessarily for an exit. It's, you know, some, some of them don't result in an exit. Some of them, they, they choose the, to keep the business once we, we make the refinements. So it's not always with the intention of a specific sale process at the end. Sometimes it's being prepared for an unsolicited buyer, which oftentimes these business owners, you know, they get letters or they get phone calls from, from companies and they don't know what to do with those phone calls or, or we help prepare them for those conversations proactively. When a business owner is confronted with an unsolicited offer or somebody like us comes in with a, with a buyer, what are the things, you've, you've mentioned process improvement, inventory levels, financials, and then you set up a book. What are the things that go into that book for due diligence? It's, it's an, actually an online file uh, management system, so it's cloud-based, and we start with a standard outline, due diligence outline. The size of that due diligence list depends on the size of the company. You know, some companies, you know, if a company is 10, 15, 20 million dollars in gross revenue, then we'll probably have a, a due diligence item list that'll have 120 to 150 items that'll be quested. And a due diligence list, as you know, are items that the buyer or the lender is going to require to, to review and be provided as a condition of the sale. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to ensure we have those documents readily available they're updated, and they're refined. You know, I think that's one of the things that we run across a lot of times is just with business owners that may they've maybe have given us their tax return or year-end financials, but then we ask for, well, I need a monthly statement, and compared to last year, this time, they kind of fumble. They don't know what to do. When we're faced with handing over a due diligence checklist. We may take that 160 line item that you're talking about and pare it down to what are the 30 things that we've got to get today for the buyer and the bank specifically to get it done. Do you feel like that's kind of what you, what you run across? We try to be the voice of reason throughout the process. So the reason why they've got us at the table is we're going to be hopefully showing them blind spots and helping them fill the gaps. So, and we have time to fix that. If a, if a business doesn't have monthly financials, they need to. We will make those recommendations and encourage them to refine their accounting process so that they have the type of reports that a buyer is going to require to get comfortable with their business. If, if they don't, each one of these compromises 
result in a discount sure. on the transaction sure. value. Yeah. Now, do you do you? I, I suppose you would be working with kind of their their team then. You know, their CPAs on board, their attorneys on board, and they understand either this is a fix the business, make it more profitable. Yeah, they're they're both very parallel paths. But we don't go into it with the presumption that they're going to do one or the other. It's the, the, the same process either increases the value of your business and you can operate it more stably, or you can it, you'll be better positioned for a potential exit. And even if they don't want to exit, they're now positioned to be ready for that unsolicited inquiry and put their best foot forward. I would also imagine that some of the things too is business is going to be more profitable because they made these improvements that should flow to the bottom line. Right. Have you had any situations that were just complete train wrecks? Well, I've had a couple of train wrecks. One would be in regards to sales organizations, organizations with heavy sales people. Large, you know, large sales Large people. sales organizations. Heavy sales. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> large sales organizations or um, if, if those sales reps have the relationships with your customers and, and the company doesn't really have a sticky relationship and if those sales reps are not on a non-compete or some kind of a non-solicitation agreement that's going to prevent them from going to work for another company and bringing those customers, that can be problematic. And I have seen where organizations, uh, the business owner says, I've worked with these sales people for years, they're loyal, they don't need to be on an agreement, and we get close to a transaction, the salespeople understand that the transaction is going to occur, and they dig their heels in, and they can hold a business owner hostage. So that's I've had a situation with which a transaction that um, was under contract when the sales reps learned of the transaction because the buyer wanted to interview the sales reps and make sure that they were on board. They dug their heels in and half ended up leaving. Mm, yeah, so that's always a danger. I think we've seen that too. Is you know, and why we want to keep things confidential uh, until the end. I know on there are times, and we have these going on right now, where the buyer really is going to require meeting some of the key employees before closing because they're so critical to the transaction. So there are times, you know, we don't like that. It's scary. But if it's done properly, it should be okay. But you're right. They can have some leverage over the over the owner, over the deal. What are some of the top few things that you see that most companies are lacking in when you go in day one that are discounting the value? What are some of those things you see? Inventory is one of the areas. When a, when a buyer buys a, a business, they want to pay for a stabilized amount of inventory that's appropriate for that level of sales. And if inventory is higher than that um, number, a, a business owner will generally not get additional value out of their business for that additional inventory. 
also the lack of contracts, written contracts with key accounts, whether they're vendors or customers. If there's not a recurring contract in place that locks up the relationship and clarifies the relationship, then that relationship is discounted significantly. Customer concentration is another area that we see growing companies tend to you know, grow around one or two key customers and um, they can often have an imbalance of sales because of you know one customer making up you know forty percent of their sales volume, so customer diversification is another area. So so I think what the takeaway really is people need to be thinking about that eventual sale and what goes into it or what will go what will definitely be going into it and great time to talk to either either us or Dan yeah. on on educating them on them on their business. Yeah, and Dan, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more about you and your services. Take a look at our website, dla-usa.com. We have uh, some some good content there, some white papers that can uh, be downloaded. We also have a sample due diligence report there that can give business owners a glimpse into the type of things they need to start preparing for. And of course, the same thing with Apex. If you're looking at buying or selling a business, all the information that you would need is on our website as well, kcapex.com. Get in touch with the team. Of course, our active listings are out there. So until next week, if you are looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam.